Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Hope Peddler podcast, spiritual and mindful ramblings about life, the universe, and everything in between. This is my first real episode, and as you can probably imagine, I've been excited to tell people about my new adventure in podcasting. The conversations usually go something like this. Hey, did I tell you that I'm starting a podcast? No, that's great. What's it called? The Hope Peddler, I announced with a bright smile and an eager nod. Oh, you can see their enthusiasm start to wane. Like the coffee peddler. That's interesting. Interesting. That's a euphemism for, wow, Beth, how completely unoriginal of you. Because you see, here's the thing. We have the greatest coffee shop in the world in my hometown, especially as far as my church is concerned. You can walk into the coffee peddler on any given day and expect to find one or more of our pastors meeting with local community leaders or various members of the church getting together with each other or just random friends you probably aren't going to run into anywhere else. They have live music on Friday and Saturday nights and host things like baby showers on Sunday mornings. They have comfy chairs and free Wi-Fi and this beautiful courtyard outside where you can sit and write or read or talk or if you know my husband and me, sit down and play a game of cards. It's a great place to come to when you want to meet up with others or find a bit of time for yourself away from home. It's very much a part of the day-to-day lives of most of the people I know. So can you see my problem? When I say my podcast is called The Hope Peddler, that's what everyone thinks of. A gathering place. Which is awesome, don't get me wrong. I'm there quite a bit myself. But here's the thing. When I talk about being a hope peddler, I'm thinking about the exact opposite of a stationary gathering spot. As I explained to my friends, when I talk about being a peddler, I'm drawing from my limited exposure to history and my vast exposure to sci-fi fantasy fiction. In those genres, a peddler is something completely different than a coffee shop. Picture this. You live in an isolated cabin in the middle of the wilderness in a culture where there is no electricity, no running water, and your closest neighbor is 10 miles away. If you're lucky. It's probably more like 25 or 50, and by the time you've hitched up your wagon or saddled your horse to ride over for a visit, most of the day is gone. So you usually just stay home. And there you are, alone with whatever family you may have living with you, your husband, your wife, your children. And whatever work you have is hard. It's usually a lot, and it's all about survival. So one day you're outside on your front porch when you hear a sound carried along the breeze. The creak of wheels and the grooves worn into your your dirt lane and the clip-clop of horse hooves is mixed with a tinkle of pots and pans gently knocking against one another. You stop and listen and recognize the familiar whistle of an old song. Now you know who's coming. She has a route and she stops by three, maybe four times a year if the weather's good. You never know what she's going to have. It's something different every time. But you have a list of things you want and a whole box of things that you don't want anymore that you want to trade. Sometimes your peddler will have a letter for you from your family who live across the river. Sometimes she has the skill to repair some small household item, like taking a dent out of a pot or fixing an old broken toy. You never know when to expect her, but she's always welcome. She has news of the outside world and interesting stories to tell. Sometimes she has what you need, but sometimes she doesn't. But you always look through her cart, which is stuffed full of things, some of which you may not have never have even seen before. 
Maybe while you're looking, you run across something you would never know that you needed. Or you might see something that you never thought that you would want. She would stay for the night. You would give her a meal in exchange for the latest news and gossip. You would trade. Sometimes for things you needed. Sometimes for that thing you never heard of before. And every once in a while, she could convince you to take that thing that you didn't think you wanted in the first place. And then the next morning, she'd be off again on her travels. Both of you better off for her having paid a visit. I think the thing I love the most about the image of the peddler is that she comes to people who are isolated and brings them all sorts of opportunity. You never know what you're going to get with the peddler, but when she leaves, you feel more connected with the world, and maybe you have something different than you had before, or your old thing is in better condition than it ever was. And the peddler is better too. For a night, she has company and shelter and a meal cooked on a stove. She gets to tell her stories, but she hears new ones from you. It's a relationship of equals, a partnership, and even trade. I think about my version of a peddler, and then I look around at my modern life. I'm not tech-savvy by any means, but even I have quite a few modern conveniences. For instance, my husband got one of those Google Home Minis around Christmas last year. It's kind of cool. You can set it up so that it will give you your news headlines, traffic report, and weather just by saying, Google, start my day, or something like that. I don't use it a whole lot. But it can recognize my voice and play my particular playlist if I ask it to. Now, sometimes my oldest son will turn on the music from the app on his phone. He'll be all the way back in his room, and I'll be out in the living room all by myself in the middle of the night, and all of a sudden, some random song starts playing. It makes me jump out of my skin, and he thinks it's hilarious. He can also change the TV channel from his phone, too. He thinks that's funny. That boy has the ability to torment me while still being in the opposite end of the house, thanks to technology. Now, if you're unimpressed by my Google Mini or my son's antics, how about this? When I was in Europe, my mom stayed with my boys. From Italy, I could place an order at my local grocery store on my phone, and someone would deliver the food to my door. My mom never had to make a list, and she never had to leave the house. Now, I never heard if my son changed the TV channel on her or not. I think some things are just better than not to be spoken of, right? And then I get into my car. I have an app that will tell me on Monday mornings how quickly I can get to the local restaurant where I meet my supervisor for a weekly meeting. On Tuesday afternoon, it tells me how quickly I can get to the office where I hold my groups. On Friday, it always tells me how fast I can get to the grocery store and how much traffic there is on the road. I've never once told it that I go to these places. The technology just knows. Now, I was really excited to throw it off by getting a new job and changing up my routine completely. But guess what? Today, I'm sitting at home and I get a weather report for the town where I work. Keep in mind, I only started that job five days ago. I'm sure there's a conspiracy theory lying in wait out there somewhere, but that's for somebody else's podcast. But in a world where information travels almost as fast as thoughts, and our phones connect us not only to people but news and information, where we tell a speaker that sits on our nightstand to order our groceries and they can be delivered to us the next day, it may seem that peddlers are outdated. In a lot of ways, the world is different, but I think our need for peddlers is just as big. Not for things or facts, but for the basics like kindness, peace, and hope. Because we need someone to bring it to us or to shed light on us, we aren't going to find it on our own. 
And that's not just me being cynical. There's actually scientific um, evidence that backs this up. Did you know that there's a specific part of our brains that is always on the lookout for danger? Our brains are actually wired to look for patterns and differences and to notice whether or not it's a danger to us. I remember this one time when my oldest was a toddler. There was something on the floor, and I was in the middle of something, so I didn't go pick it up right away. He was taking a nap, and I actually thought to myself, he won't notice it. He won't eat it. It will be fine. Guess what the first thing was that he went for when he got up from his nap that day? Yep. I don't think he ate it, but then again, this is the same kid that is messing messing with me with all his tech, so who knows? My point is, it was different, and his brain caught onto it first thing. So what we need to know is that our brains are wired to look for danger as a survival skill. I heard someone say once, and I can't for the life of me find the source right now, that it is more important to remember the tiger who ate your brother than the pretty flowers in the field. Think about that for a minute. It's true, right? I mean, all the pretty flowers in the world don't matter if a tiger makes you his dinner on your way home from work. In order to survive, we need to be aware of the dangers around us. The problem is that if we let it, that is all our brain is going to focus on. Not that the media helps. A few years ago, my youngest son was struggling with anxiety. He was upset by all the news he was hearing, convinced that there was nothing good in the world. After all, if there was anything good going on, why wasn't that on the news? We had to explain to him about the way the media works. What's the saying? If it bleeds, it leads. For every 30 minutes of news, we get what? Maybe a minute or two of good news? In our day-to-day lives, it can feel like there is a whole lot of tragedy and not much triumph. And it's really easy to get sucked into the negativity. So I acknowledge that it's an important function of our society and even our own brains to focus on the dangers of the world. You can't be safe from something if you aren't prepared for it. I get that. But when I talk about peddling hope, it's not to spout some sort of feel-good philosophy that everything is going to be okay. I'm okay, you're okay, the world's okay. Because we all know that it's not okay. Life is hard. Bad things happen, and a lot of it is out of our control. That's the truth, and I'm never going to pretend that it isn't. But in my job, which offers some pictures of the most horrific pieces of mankind... I also get to see the beauty of survivors. I get to see hope lived out. I'm no expert in life. I'm just a collector of trinkets and stories, ideas and theories. I've had the privilege of sharing bits and pieces of life's journey with some of the most remarkable people in the world. I've had the honor of sitting with them in their pain, of being with them when they discover that they are stronger and more courageous than they ever knew. I've listened to their stories And I've learned a lot from them along the way. It's enlightening, encouraging, and humbling all at the same time. So I'm not a con man selling some non-existent snake oil. I'm a peddler, offering the bits and pieces I've learned as I've traveled the road of life. I've seen the bad, the world at some of its ugliest, but I've seen the good too. It's still out there. And it's more common than you think. But peace, kindness, and hope, they're all quiet. They work in the shadows, which is exactly where they're needed. But that means that they aren't easily seen or noticed. We have to go looking for them. 
But life is hard, and it's busy, and it isn't easy to make the time when you're trying to survive. And that's why I decided to do this podcast. I'm learning to train my brain to see beyond the danger because my day-to-day life involves looking for the good in the world and helping people not just survive the darkness, but learn to thrive and find light even in the worst times. Beauty exists. Love lives on. The world may be full of darkness, but we can find light. We can build peace into our lives. There is meaning and kindness and trust all around us. But it's small and it's quiet. And for those who are too busy to survive, to look for it, it's often easy to miss. And just about the time when we think all is lost, the unexpected comes around the corner in a way that we never thought that it would. I can't tell you what will be in my peddler's cart from week to week. Sometimes I'll help you fix things that have been broken. Sometimes I'll have news for you. Sometimes I may offer you something you've seen before, but maybe you forgot about. Sometimes I'll offer you something you never knew that you needed. Maybe there will be things you never thought that you wanted. And when I get the technology figured out, give me a minute or a month on that one. I hope that we can exchange stories and ideas. I hope that you smile when you hear the peddler coming. I hope that it makes a difference in your life. Martin Luther King Jr. said, Only in darkness can you see the stars. Look up, my friends. Look around you. Look for hope. It's there. I can't wait to see what we find together.